from our perspective, we're going crazy. We 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 know that we have the facts. We know that everything we said in the last segment is true. However, the average American is looking at people like us right now and thinking we're crazy. And that is frustrating to us, like very frustrating. I have wanted to scream for the past several days. However, that is the reality we live in. And I would like to take some time to address some of the concerns of the average American, you know, not the, you know, really mean people screaming at us about how we're whatever um, <laughs> things I'm not going to repeat on YouTube, but like how when the average American sees us uh, coming to Palestine's defense right now, they're like, what are you guys doing? Why, why are you doing this? People, you know, I, I acknowledge that Hamas and Palestine are separate, but people from Palestine just committed a terrorist attack against people of Israel. Why is it important to be just like defending Palestine right now? And I think that is a genuine question that if you don't know the context, I would ask it too. You know, so I, I want to, I want you guys to answer that question in, in a, assuming that the other person is asking in good faith. Yeah, I think that uh, the unfortunate reality is that, you know, most Americans don't know the politics, you know, in their own backyard, and they're certainly a lot less familiar with the politics, you know, across the world. And so these narratives are being, are, you know, preached to us through, you know, state propaganda and Israel, the reason the United States, well, one of the reasons the United States uh, is so gung-ho and backing Israel is that it's a friendly nation in the Middle East. And that's what we want, like a nation that will do exactly what we want and uh, allow us to facilitate, uh, you know, uh, uh, any of our actions in the Middle East. They serve as an impromptu, yeah. you know, air base. Like that's, that's, Military that's their stronghold. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's exactly why uh, America lets them get away with whatever they want. But what I want people to understand is that when we say that, you know, Israel is committing war crimes or Israel is committing genocide or Israel is participating in ethnic cleansing, these aren't opinions that we just came up with. The, this is what they have said themselves. If you look into, uh, you know, the early days of the, the first uh, colonial settlements of uh, the newly created state of Israel, their first prime minister, Robert Ben-Gurion, came right out and said, you know, we're not here just to settle. We're here to conquer land. He said they were modern day conquistadors. Uh, later prime minister, or I think it was actually the same one. He said that, uh, Desa mentioned in the last clip that uh, Israel having just a 60% population of Jewish citizens was too low. It needed to be a lot higher. And uh, that, you know, the Arabs needed to be, you know, chased away from the land. This is These are things that they've said themselves. This is their stated goal. So, when we say that, yeah, they are participating in ethnic cleansing, it's not just something we've made up. This is something that is basically their stated policy, and you're seeing it every single day. So, TJ, and, and I want to get the same answer from you guys, too, but I, I just want to, we'll call it steel man that argument real quick. Hamas has said the same shit. Hamas mm -hmm. has said we want to eradicate the Jewish people. Like, Hamas is clearly a very anti-Semitic genocidal organization themselves, so, like, why does it fucking matter what Israel says? Like they, they're both in the wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something they bring up to is like, well, you know, it, it is funny because they'll say, well, 
can you blame Israel for acting that way when Hamas acts that way? But they never do the reverse of, well, can you blame Hamas for acting that yeah. way? For some reason, that, that, that logic doesn't seem to work. But yeah. my retort to this would be to tell them, you know, read a fucking book. That would be my first retort to them is that, listen, do you know why Israel exists? In the We're arguing place? in good faith here, TJ. At, well, no, I am. Like, I really want them to read a fucking book. It would, it would do us both a favor if they did. And, like, are you aware of like the Zionist movement of the late 19th century? Like, and and why it grew out, and and that or that uh, you know, Israel wasn't even the only option that they tried yeah. to create a uh, Jewish state. They wanted like uh, Uganda and but I think Argentina. I think could have been the in other... the U.S. too. Yeah, yeah, there was like it was all over the place, and so. Yeah, like the, the ancestral part. Yeah, yeah, that. Okay, whatever. They they came up with that, but they, they could have been anywhere else. And tell them, like, listen, you had Palestinian people, you know, living uh, in the land of Palestine, along with, uh, uh, you know, there was Arabs, Christians, and Muslims who li lived there for thousands of years. And all of a sudden, the, uh, a foreign entity says, you know, we 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 see a big problem with anti-Semitism in Europe, which there was for thousands of years. You know, uh, Jewish people in Europe had suffered tremendously at the hands of, uh, you know, Christians and, and non-Jews. And what say what? Oh, no, sorry, Everyone. Go ahead. Everyone. Oh, so, yeah. So while I do understand that, OK, we want to, you know, uh, try to help them out here. But the solution was to go to someone else's house and say, you have to leave now. And what do you think is going to happen when you tell people, hey, we're going to not just, you know, take this land from you, but the very home that your family has lived in for generations. That's why people responded violently. So you can't be surprised. Like, I always say that, you know, Hamas, I don't justify Hamas, but it's insane to be surprised that Hamas existed, that Hamas exists. Like if you have a child who's, you know, who's, uh, you know, brutalized and, uh, you know, beaten from childhood, it's not a shock when that child grows up to be an abuser himself. It doesn't justify the fact that the kid is an abuser, but it does explain it. And that, that, that would be my response to it. John, would you mind asking the question one more time? The question is, from the perspective of the average American, yeah, uh, a lot of what we have been saying on the left coming to Palestine's defense, they're like, you know, they probably don't agree with us on that. But even then, they're just like, bro, like, why? Why are you doing this now? They, 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 didn't Palestine just launch a terrorist attack against Israel? Yeah. Why would you be coming to Palestine's defense in this moment? You know, and assuming that they're recognizing Hamas and Palestine are different and, and it's in good faith, I think given the general American context and understanding, it's a reasonable conclusion to come to of why talk about this right now. And my question is, why? Like, genuinely, why are we talking about this right now? Did you so want to go, go Yeah, I'm going to go off a little beaten <laughs> path here. I have been, I started paying attention to politics casually around um, like high school, then into college a little bit. And the one thing that became apparent to me around like the 2016 election, watching the rise of like Bernie Sanders, for instance, it was amazing to me about how like the media at large was able to effectively like take things that were either not true or just misinformation and spin them for their benefit. And then within a matter of weeks, it was just the narrative throughout the country. And it became very apparent to me at that time, not really knowing politics super well up until like my mid-20s, more or less, that 
it really isn't that hard. And this is a word that we use a lot in America right now, but it really isn't that hard to essentially indoctrinate people if you really try to. Uh, I think in America, we've been living with one story for so long. There is just one story being told about what's happening over there. And it is the story that we've been kind of talking about for the last couple like uh, segments here, which is that Israel's good. They're just defending themselves. Palestine hates Israel because they are Jewish and because they're Western and because they're for freedom and they just hate their freedoms. They hate America. They, you know, they say death to America. Like they're the media narrative over here is just so easily just whips everyone up into a frenzy that people just hear that they see those yeah. headlines and then that's it they're done with the conversation they're not willing to investigate it further and it's not just this issue it's unfortunately most issues and, and so i i understand why so many people have come to these conclusions because they believe the story they've been told their whole lives and most people don't investigate they don't you know, we are a headline culture. People see headlines, they have their opinions, they move on. They don't even read the article. And, and so we that's a different conversation for a different day, but it's pervasive in this particular situation because I think everyone has the belief system here that Israel is just the good guys. Yeah. I wanted to give a, you know, a brief um, admission of faults here myself. Doing this show that I've done, Independent Thought for a few years now, I didn't know that much about this conflict until this year, this year, just 2023. You know, I went all the way through my life, not really knowing what was happening over there. And I never went out of my way to figure it out either. I just was like, oh, that seems terrible. And then that was the end yeah. of my thought process about it. And it was apparent very quickly just how one-sided this all is once you really start looking into what's happening over there. And so if you're confused as to what, and it's something that like TJ was saying earlier, just read a book. It's like, if you were confused as to like why people would be taking this stance, it's probably because you are just operating off the narrative you've been told your whole life, because yep. it's really hard to come to the conclusion that this is a like equal fight as some people like to say, if you spend some time real, like actually going into what the conditions are over there, what people are experiencing, what they have experienced, and then what the narratives are around all of this. It becomes very apparent very quickly what is actually the reality if you spend some time looking into it. And I, and I do encourage everyone to do so. Don't just listen to you know segments like this. Don't just see a headline or listen to your friends talk about it. Please go read about what's happening over there. Like that is the best way to kind of dump the narrative that we have been told our whole lives because I'm sorry, it's just not the truth. It really isn't. And if if folks are looking for a good resource on that, I, I literally recorded three episodes about the story of Palestine with a woman named Engineer Lee, who um she she her husband is a Palestinian man and she has spent so much of her life advocating for the cause of liberating Palestine. Um it's it's a wonderful resource if you just want to hear what happened from the beginning of the creation of Israel to now. Um, but yeah, to answer that question, uh, just like you're saying, Desmond, the Israeli like propaganda apparatus is so strong. Um, you know the the story that we have received about about Israel is so one sided. 
we need to try to break through that with with actual research and information. Um, but why why do we when Hamas attacks Israel, why are all of a sudden we talking about the atrocities committed against Palestine? Because this is not unprecedented. So many people are saying that this is an unprecedented attack that Hamas waged against Israel. It is not. There is so much groundwork there that makes this completely, completely intelligible why these people are desperately trying to defend themselves. So, you know, from the very beginning of Israel, it was a settler colonial project that was where the aim was to wipe out the local indigenous Palestinian population and supplant them with settlers. Um, and and that was stated in very clear terms again and again in different places. Just just recently, just a few days ago, we see Benjamin Net, uh, we see Netanyahu raising a um, a map, holding up a map of Israel that does not include any Palestine, where Palestine is completely gone. That is that has been the plan all along from the very beginning. And my fear with all of this is that. What Hamas has just done plays into the Israeli narrative that they are being assaulted by these terrorists, Islamic terrorists, who we must crush them and smash them, obliterate them, just wipe them off the map, basically. They're, they're saying a lot of these things very clearly, calling them animals right now, um, the defense minister calling them animals, um, you know, and saying that he's going to treat them as such, you know, so the the agenda is a genocidal agenda and it is only going to be furthered i fear through this i you know to be clear like people have a right to resist colonial oppression and violence and uh, you know a regime that is killing one of their children every 3 days they have a right to resist but i have fears that what has just happened kind of handed israel their excuse on a platter to go in and do all of the horrible fucking things that they already wanted to do to begin with. And that is, I, I fear that it's going to get really ugly. Um, what happens if Israel does wipe Palestine off the map? What happens next? I think that there is going to be an endless war of terrorism against Israel from all these other countries flooded because the whole Middle East is going to be furious you know <laughs> other countries are going to be furious who knows what this is going to look like if they do that but that is my genuine fear that this might be a reality not too long from now and yeah we can't we can't let that happen yeah uh, if you oh go ahead John. go ahead tj because i'll answer the question after you're on. oh no but i was gonna say like uh if you want to uh like contextualize this this idea of uh israel being uh, an apartheid state um Back when South Africa, which I hope we can all agree was an apartheid state. I mean, maybe yeah. that's up for debate, too. I don't know. But back when, uh, you know, people were putting sanctions against South Africa for being an apartheid state, you know who the two nations were that that uh, had to hit their arms twisted to do it? United States and Israel. I said, oh, I don't know. Maybe they're OK. Yeah, that, that was it. Like Ronald Reagan basically had to be bullied into putting in, uh, you know, sanctions against South Africa. Um, also, this is like kind of off the subject here. But Desmond, I want, before I, I want to say this before I forgot. When you talk about mm -hmm. narratives, this is very true that yep. 
like the way we view not just the political events, but political figures themselves is through narratives. And uh, sometimes like it's like, for example, I remember years ago, I saw a headline making fun of Donald Trump, one of my favorite things to do. And so uh, it said, uh, jo Donald Trump creates African country out of thin air, like he or he references a made up African country. It's like, oh, what? And so I read into it. And Donald Trump had done a speech and he mentioned a the country uh, Namibia. Now, the name of the country is Nambia. It is not Namibia. And they were being petty. And I was like, okay, listen, like anyone could have made that mistake. And it, it's a, you, it's, Trump is dumb enough. You don't have to do this. But yeah. it played into the narrative that Trump is an idiot, which he is. And they do this all the time on small things and with big things. So I also thought when you mentioned the narratives, it's very true. That's a... Uh, John, go ahead. What you say? Yeah, I mean, TJ, you you often do this, but you you kind of stole the food off my plate here. I I was going to say <laughs> my, my answer to this question is: Imagine you're an American back during South African apartheid during the time, and I know you've watched a show or a movie about this time period where the people in power, the politicians, are not standing against apartheid where they are standing with the afrikaners in south africa and i want you to imagine that you're in that situation i want you to imagine that you have all of the facts you have all of the evidence that south africa is committing apartheid and your country is giving billions of dollars to the South African government that's committing apartheid your money that you worked for and earned is being sent over to an apartheid state to slaughter innocent people because of their ethnicity. That is what is happening here. And you might disagree with me initially that that is what is happening here. But I, if you're asking me genuinely, why do I feel that it is important to defend Palestine in a moment like this? It's because of that. Because this isn't an issue where you can go both sides are wrong we should stay out of it because the status quo is that we're giving billions of dollars to one of the sides so you don't the the, the burden yeah. of proof doesn't stop at both sides are bad we should stay out of it the burden You're of proof goes it. at israel is so much worse than hamas that we need to give them billions of dollars for them to use and this is how they're using it and there's there's no way that argument can genuinely be made when when you know all of the situation all of the facts of the situation.